Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Yasser. Yasser is the host of the After Matt podcast available on Spotify and YouTube. And he can be found on social media at Yasser. That's Y-A-S-E-R-B-J-J. So Yasser B-J-J. Really appreciate Yasser coming on the show today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show... I ask that you please send some referrals the way of me. I'm a health insurance broker, specifically me. If you want to support the podcast, help me out. Know someone who's going to be 65 soon, 65 years old. They will need help with Medicare. Send them my way. Anywhere in the United States, I would love to to chat with them. If there's an opportunity for me to help, of course I will. If it's not appropriate, of course I'll give them good advice. The other Sponsors of the Kelly Patrick Show are as follows. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Yasser of Morocco. Yeah, that's my name. My name is Yasser Mutaik. I'm from Morocco. You were born in Morocco. I was, yeah. At what age did you move to the United States? Uh, when I was about seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I met Yasser at Louisville Combat Academy, I yes, think, did, during yeah. a wrestling class. First class, yeah. That was your first wrestling class? That's my first class in the Louisville Combat Academy, my first wrestling class. I, okay. You know, you're the first person to be like, hey, what's up? You Is look different. Right? Yeah. I, did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, tried to guess where you were from, and I was like, you did a great job. You said North Africa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, let me guess. Morocco. And Dude, I was like, fuck yeah. That was a great first guess. I like to approach people from other countries. My stepdaughter thinks it's funny and like figure out about them. Oh, yeah. It can be seen as a white guy going and initiating like, hey, where are you from? And some people are like, what the fuck, man? Chill out. 
No, that I don't care though. I think it's cool. I, I like to learn about, of course, you know, different cultures, and and it's fascinating to me. It's awesome. It's definitely a it's a useful skill. They would have definitely used you in the war. They were like, "Where's this guy from? Go figure it out." <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can see yeah. that being, and you can learn different things from people from different countries. And now, I'm not opposed to people who are born here, so it's not like I prefer to be just around foreigners. I don't think. Although, to be honest, I am a little bit int- more intrigued with someone from another country. Mm-hmm. To be honest, right. you can look at my who I married and you know the history and things. So I mean, for some reason, that is intriguing to me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, pe- people born in other countries, it's it's very interesting because no one has the same story. Sure, and it's you can you can be the exact same age. You can come to the thing about America is I feel like it dulls people, keeps them in like one straight pattern. Mm. You know, which is awesome if you want to build a society that's useful. And does what it does right now. Okay. But in those other countries, you got people from Dagestan. All they do is train or people from Brazil. All they do is one thing and, you know, forget everything else. And then they come here and that's what makes them big. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, from Morocco, your parents moved here when you were seven. Yeah. So you didn't, you weren't consulted when it came to leaving Morocco. No. no, Do you remember the reason they left Morocco? uh, Probably economically. It just made more sense. They always wanted to go to the United States because of job opportunities, that mm-hmm. type of thing, standard of living. Mm-hmm. Everybody's dream outside of the United States, I would say, is to get into the United States. That's it. That is an interesting topic because when it comes to Middle Eastern countries, um, Ahmad, for example, is from Iraq, mm-hmm. training partner of both of ours. Yeah. Um, you know, there is some sentiment across the world that the United States military empire, we have so many military bases across the country. Mm -hmm. And I think we have like, I forget what the number is, 800 bases or more than that across the country. Number two, who has the most bases across the world, I think is China. And they have like two or three across the world. I may be exaggerating. I forget forget the exact numbers. But depending on what angle you're looking at it, a lot of people despise the United States. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they. I don't come, know why though. Okay, but they <laughs> they want to come join them. I look. Standard of living here is relatively high. Yes. The opportunity to get jobs. My mother-in-law is from Cuba originally. She lived in four year in in Spain for four years prior to moving here three or four months ago. Four months ago, and now she it's easy to get a job, and she's like, "Holy shit, I couldn't find a job in Spain." It's easy. It's easier to get a job here if you're older. So there is something to what you said for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as bettering your life, this is the yeah. kind of the place yeah. to be if you want to maximize your sure. prosperity, I should say. And, uh, America does a great job of advertising America, huh. especially okay. to people outside, because you don't know, you really don't know what's going on. All you have access to is media and and what you see on TV, sure. and news, and all that. So you could get an angle of America. You know, if you imagine you're in Morocco, you get Angle of America where it's just war, bad, America, the big guy. And, and there is some of that coming yeah. from Morocco, oh, yeah. I oh, assume. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get you get to like the, uh, me, I mean, I'm, you know, I lived a pretty normal life. I lived a good life in Morocco. It wasn't bad, but. Relatively, was, it wasn't oh, bad. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It, my dad references it like, we lived like kings and we had you guys one did, apartment. You guys lived like kings in Morocco. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then was there a lottery system? How'd you guys get here? Yes, there was a lottery system. It, okay. This is a funny thing. Uh, my dad applied about 12 times. So no he go. wanted to come for a long time. Very, he knew yeah, yeah. from a young age he wanted to come. Yeah, it's the dream. You know, you come to America, you've made it. Doesn't matter, doesn't even matter what you do. You, you step foot in America, you made it. Relatively, even yeah. if you're the poorest person in the country. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. You have access. If you were the actual poorest person in the country, which someone probably is somewhere, as long as you figure out what's going on, you can find out where a food pantry is. Mm-hmm. You could be completely homeless. You could live. I know that doesn't sound good. I'm not selling that. Yeah. But, but the poorest person in the United States does have it pretty good compared to a lot of other countries. You have a way up in here. That's the, that's the simplest way I can put it about America. Is okay. There's no, no other country in the world has this much opportunities. Okay. You know, and you can even go to like England or Canada. And yes, the healthcare is great. But um, industry-wise, if you want to do something, if you want to build something, America's the place. Okay. Yeah. So you came here at age seven. You immediately, your family moved to Louisville. No. Uh, when we came, we lived in New York for about two years. Uh, Ridgewood, New York. You guys were like, let's, let's become Yankees. We'll actually go to New York. Uh, yeah, well, New York was, the, was where we uh, parted to. Yeah. And it was like, my dad was, uh, my dad actually came here way before us, but uh, like two months before us. And you said way before. He was here two months prior. Yeah. That's way before in your mind. When I was young, I was like two months. That's, that's not seeing time. my dad. Where yeah. the hell my dad <laughs> Yeah, yeah. two months? And then when I see him, I'm like, holy shit. And he, we have a little apartment and everything. And then after two years, we moved to Jersey for about eight. So from, okay. So I hear a little bit of that in your voice. Yeah, yeah. Is that I'm right? Jer- oh, yeah, I'm Jersey. I just oh, heard it as you yeah. said it for about eight. That sounded like a Jersey or New York accent. So you, you were seven from age seven through nine. You're in New York from nine until 17. I would, about 16, 17. 16, 17, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were in New Jersey. Uh, until, yeah, and then about five-ish years ago, I moved here. What brought you here? Well, my dad, again, economically. He uh, he's a did trucker. some research. He's a smart guy. He was like, "Where do I read an article? I shared it on my Facebook today. You, Kentucky is like number six for most affordable housing in the country. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's a. We just bought a house uh, last last year. Congratulations. Three, yeah. Uh, awesome. Um, uh, honestly, but uh, what part of town? Uh, what's it called Hillview. Hillview. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you got a nice house in oh, Louisville, yeah. and it's convenient to. Ve- very all convenient. sorts of Louisville's like that. It's very convenient. Sure. So your dad's an intelligent man. He's a trucker. He's always been a trucker. Mm-hmm. Since he's been to the United States, he's been a trucker, or he was even mm- in Morocco? No. Uh, he became a trucker when we moved here. It just made sense. I've heard yeah. that. I've heard, I forget who it was. I think it's Peter Schiff, a libertarian guy that I like, said, don't go to college, become a trucker, mm-hmm. educate yourself on podcasts while trucking. You'll get paid 80000 a year. Figure out what you want to... Be educated on and submerse yourself in it while driving a truck to get getting paid eighty thousand dollars, something crazy. Yeah. And so it makes sense a lot of times yeah, to yeah, do yeah. something like that. So your father came here originally, spoke no English. No English. Yeah. And so the the job market was somewhat limited, but it was still there. He was like, I'll become a trucker, I'll become a good trucker. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of been his journey the entire time he's here. Well, here uh, I mean Louisville. So before Louisville, he uh, he used to drive like a bus. Okay. Yeah, like a public transportation bus. Okay. Yeah. But he didn't like it. It wasn't in his blood. He The entire time, he was looking for a truck, you know. Where he didn't have to... Um, yeah, I can imagine driving it in Louisville would be called Tark. Mm-hmm. Driving that doesn't yeah. always sound pleasant. Someone no. vomits on you. Yeah. He, like, is that guy on crack? Oh, my God. Oh, God, he vomited on Every me. night, he would come home. If you can home. avoid that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he every, time, every night, he would come home. He'd be like, yeah, someone... Someone tried to steal my money. Someone tried to pull a knife out on me. I'm like, oh, oh, oh well. My, you know, my mom's like, oh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know? So your parents are still married? Yeah. Yes, okay. they are. Yeah. Are they religious? Very, very Muslim. religious. Yes, yes. Okay, they so are. they attend a mosque in Louisville. Yeah, they're, they should be there about now. 
Okay. I should be there about now. <laughs> okay. So you are also a practicing Muslim. Yeah, yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, Ahmad is also. Ahmad is a practicing Muslim just like me, uh, but he is a Shia, and I am a Sunni. Oh, okay. Which okay. is, in, this, in the grand scheme of things, Not a shouldn't big matter. Yeah. It's like me going to Morocco and saying I'm a Catholic, mm-hmm. as I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mother was raised Lutheran, which is a Protestant. Yeah. Somewhat similar? Yeah. Yeah. In Morocco, I mean, in Morocco, Morocco, it's a bigger deal to be a Shia and a Sunni. Uh, You know, the crazy thing is about the Middle East, the more you get away from it, the better things get. So I I see Morocco as like the party, you know, the Mexico of of South America. Okay. I, I would say like the most liberal Muslims, as liberal Muslims can get. Oh, okay. Yeah, and your yeah. if your use of the word liberal right there, mm-hmm. um, um, means Me- most like Americanized. Yeah, uh, we were kind it, of. Is that accurate? It, it, it yes, because uh, w- what I'm trying to get at is we've been exposed to many cultures. We were colonized by the Spanish, the French, you know, all around. And people, if they want to come into the Mediterranean, they would obviously have to get through Morocco, and Morocco's. It's been a big trading spot. So cultures everywhere. You're exposed to, when you're there, you're taught Spanish, French, English a little bit, and then obviously you're taught Arabic. So you just, you're like, oh, it's not just our religion. It's not just our language. It's There's a whole world out there. Okay. That's where I, I feel like. Multicultural. That, yeah, that, that's what instilled the go out, you know, immigrate, do something great, you know. Okay. How many languages do you speak? I, I would say two, if I'm being factual. Arabic and English. Yeah, but I can understand, obviously, a little Spanish, okay. a little French. Uh, I have my cousins, uh, they live in Italy, so when they come here, you know, they speak a little Italian, that, and it's just like Spanish, it's Latin. And so then, obviously, uh, yeah, and then that's pretty much it, yeah. English, Arabic, Spanish. But you're French. fluent in Arabic. I'm very fluent in Arabic, yeah. As is Ahmad. Yeah, yes, he is. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So you arrived to Louisville age. Well, how old are you now? I am uh, 19, turning 20 in October. Okay. So you arrived to Louisville how many years ago? Uh, I remember it was December of 2018. Okay. December of 2018. Yeah. And what did you do when you arrived to Louisville? Well, I I was still in school. I was in high school. I went to Wagner High School. Okay. So for uh, your junior and senior year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or sophomore, junior, uh, senior. Beginning like the end of sophomore. Okay. Junior, senior year, but, and then from there, I just graduated and then started training. Yeah. <clears throat> Where did you first hear of jujitsu? Ju- Joe Rogan. Okay. I was, it was the beginning of the pandemic and I was sitting home playing video games. In Louisville? Yes, in Louisville. And uh, the video of Joe Rogan popped up and it was like, I mean, I knew of Joe Rogan, but like, that's when he started blowing off, especially in my eyes. I was like, well, there's this whole world of martial arts and jujitsu and I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Like I've got, I, I, uh, I wasn't like fat or anything. I wasn't out of shape. Because I just started going to the gym for like a year. You know, you start feeling yourself, you get that. Feeling good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, there's got to be more. This, I mean, I got to do something with all this muscle. This muscle can't just be sitting here, you know? Yeah. It'd be a waste to oh, have yeah. such a, such a, uh, so much muscle mm-hmm. and not use it. Sure, yes. sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. so you decided at that point, I need to check out jujitsu. What happened then? Uh, I checked that jujitsu. Turns out I was really good at it. Okay. Uh, it, it, and I was rarely really good at right off the bat almost 
almost like wow. like okay. I, any history of judo or anything none in of your that. family okay. no people always assume that i've wrestled because you know I, I got a good base you know it's not easy to take me down the base is important i do think that especially when it comes to takedowns which is of course how every jujitsu con competition starts anyways mm -hmm. you start standing yeah, yeah so that it is uh important to be able to help you determine where the the fight will be mm -hmm. it's very it's very useful but uh, it's just you know you, you see i like i was saying i was uh i was rarely good at things i wasn't good at many things were in my you a good life. student no terrible student what kind of a, a kid were you in high school troublemaker no no never i get home and my my parents whip my ass so you know there's no fooling around so you were not no kind of no. introverted very, yeah very very respectful very introvert it's just i just didn't take a liking to school i liked the internet and video games and everything that revolved around that you have any siblings i have a little brother and a big sister okay and they live here in louisville yeah they live okay here. very cool yeah you got your little brother into a gym no, he's still in his video game phase, hoping he'll snap out of it what soon age? enough. He's uh, 13. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. I'll give him time. Yeah. <laughs> so, at that time, you're like, I'm exercising. Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan, Jocko Wilnick, whoever you heard. That's why I got this watch. Okay, I was guessing. <laughs> you heard someone talk about how jujitsu was where it's at. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I guess I need to check it out. Yeah. What happened then? Well, and then I, came, uh, I walked into a local gym, which was Fight Factory, uh, shout out Chris Griffin. Shout out Chris Griffin. He's cool. Uh, I walked in. I I went I went with Dakota. I don't know if you know. I do. Dakota, Brown belt. Awesome killer. Uh, I mean, obviously, I got killed. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. There was no. There was no fooling around there. But Chris, you weren't surprised when you got beat up, though. Or no, were you? No, I wasn't surprised because throughout life, you're not good at many things. So you used to be like, "Hey, man, that's good. This is just another thing I'm not good at." And you start to realize you can get good at things. It's just you've got to put in the work. Not and be a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just show up, be like, all right, I got beat yeah. up, but I'm not quitting. Yeah, and that's all I kept doing, and that's where I am now. Okay. Yeah. Early on, you decided you wanted to compete. Very early on. I, I knew that uh, just – I knew I wanted to do something great with this. This is, this is too much power to just, again – Second time in my life, where I was like, this is too much just to let it sit around. I have to do something great with this. Okay. Yeah. You're 19 years old? Yes, I am. And you, how many days a week do you train jiu-jitsu? Every day. Okay, seven. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mostly at Fight Factory? Uh, it's, it's, been a, it's, been a, it's been a shift lately. I've been training more at 10th Planet, Oval Combat Academy. And it's, honestly, I would say just because everybody competes much more, it's competition is great mm -hmm. i still go down to fight factory about twice a week okay you know and it's it's a bit i did move away from it which was a big problem you you actually moved because you guys got a house yeah yeah hillview is close to yeah louisville, yeah beulah church road louisville combat academy about five minutes away you know what's cool about chris griffin is first off he's funny as fuck super funny that's number one selling point for me. But secondly, I would I should say this. Secondly, he's actually very legit. He had a good pro MMA record. He's a black belt. Mm -hmm. So he does know. I need to mix that in there without just saying he's yeah. a clown or something. <laughs> right? He's very legitimate black belt who also is very familiar with striking and, and all that. But he doesn't seem to have the biggest of egos. He's just a good guy. He likes to joke around. I'd imagine he has supported you. Very much. From the beginning all the way through till today. Very much. I, the first week I walk in, he has a new bit that I'm his son. And it's the funniest thing ever. Your skin colors are somewhat similar. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Can see, okay. Uh, yeah. I can see it. 
That's what people say. That's <laughs> enough right there for an everyday white guy. I'm like, eh, those are those two are family members. Right, right. And as you know, he would just uh, he would have a new bit every week, and I'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe what I, I can't believe what, what's the new bit this week and all that. And it's just he's the funniest cool. He's the yes. funniest guy ever. Yeah. Okay, so not only have you decided to go all in with the training for jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You also have taken to social media. Tell me about that. Why You have documented your journey. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell uh, the listeners of the Kelly Patrick Show, what has your approach to your competitive jiu-jitsu career been like, and how have you went about documenting it? Well, uh, I've honestly, competition right now, I see it as a, as a go in there, and I, I just want to see what I can do. Because... None of this matters. This uh, the beginning is going to be sloppy. It's it's interesting. It's not going to look good, and I'm I'm okay with that. We could we could skip over that point you just made and move on to the next one. However, I do think that's pretty important. Yeah, yeah. How many high school wrestlers? Uh, I think I can think of maybe Jamel Muhammad out of Lexington. I think Brody O'Leary here in Louisville. Um, both of them tell me that they their freshman year of high school they started wrestling. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage. They, they lost. I'm not going to say garbage. I shouldn't insult them but because they're both very good wrestlers. But by their junior and senior year, they were really good at wrestling. Yeah. They lost more at the beginning than they won, but toward the junior, senior year type stuff, they ended up being pretty good. So mm-hmm. in hindsight, had that first year discouraged them, they sure. quit, would have never come to fruition. Their grappling journey would not have uh, become what it... It was, but then even today, both of them are still grappling all the time. Right. So, I mean, so what you said there was, I think, a, a, an important point, and I, I, I think what you, correct me if I'm wrong, I think what you're saying is even if you go out and lose, who knows, you might have just lost to someone who's trained 20 years. That's right. That's right. Or you lost to someone who's trained four years. Yeah. And he was a real good high school wrestler. Or who knows? Or somehow you were, someone has trained similar time to you and somehow you lost in the, the grand scheme of things. That's not that important. It's not that important, honestly. You don't remember Mike Tyson's first amateur fights. You sure. don't remember Muhammad Ali's first amateur fights. It's, I mean, you might remember mine because, like, like you said, I document them. Sure. And that, that, has been a, that has been a fun part about this whole journey because that, that wasn't possible a few years ago. You couldn't just, hey, guys, I'm a, I'm a beginner jiu-jitsu guy, and this is my story, and this is what I do. This is, if you guys, if, if I had someone posting... Uh, like content and knowing, uh, you know, knowing the ins and outs of the jujitsu industry, which is a bunch now. But when I first started, it was not as much. I would, I would have loved that. I would have loved that. Yeah. What are your social media plugs? Yeah. Before I forget, I like to do this sometimes at the beginning, sometimes in the middle, sometimes at the end. But if someone's interested in learning more about you, Yasser, how can they do that? Yeah. Um, my name is Yasser. Like I said, it. The Instagram is Yasser BJJ. It's Y A S E R BJJ, and then I also have a, a podcast called the After Matt Podcast. Uh, it's on Spotify and it's on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube with video. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, very yeah. cool. I figured out a way. It was, it yeah. Took me a while, but I figured it out. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, you had all that on, I think. I did. I did. That was uh, was one of the first few episodes. How many episodes have you done? I'm at four right now. Awesome. Yeah. Podcasting is obviously something I'm, you know, interested in. I've almost done 700. Actually, I've probably done over 1,000 podcast episodes. Wow. Yeah. And then you include radio shows? 
because I was on the AM FM radio for about eight years every weekend. I've done a lot of reps of shows. And my main takeaway is that as long as you're enjoying it, <clears throat> that's all that matters. Oh, yeah. I know that sounds real simple. No, that's 100% true. Uh, honestly, I, I don't, I don't want to be doing a, a podcast. I don't want to be doing social media things if it's not me. Yeah. I, that I'm, I'm trying. I don't know, if, if, you're, if you're trying to put on a persona, especially for people out there, how, how exhausting is that? To try to fit into some exactly. predetermined box mm-hmm. or you know whatever it is i mean i the kelly patrick show i i have ended up doing all sorts of weird political episodes and grappling and mma and boxing and and um what's the craziest one i've done i got an actual racist to come on i i shouldn't say he's racist he said on air only white males should be able to vote or own property <laughs> that's the funniest oh augustus invictus he spoke at that donald trump the, I'm sorry, the Charlottesville thing in 2017 that Trump was associated with. and It was white supremacists and all that. He was one of the keynote speakers, and he did time in prison. Augustus Invictus. Ooh. Yeah. Breaking was, barriers. Yeah. For some reason, I was intrigued by that. I also got a guy on air to defend Joseph Stalin, Dr. Asatar Bear out of California. He's a college professor, and he also defended the Uyghur camps in China. He said they were, uh, he thinks they're mostly made up. Which might be, I don't actually know. So in a way, I think it's cool to just kind of explore all sorts of different things. Aftermath podcast available on Spotify and YouTube. What is the goal with that podcast? It's just, uh, I want to get me out there. Uh, it, that's, and I feel like that's the best way because I'm not really into, uh, you know, doing vlogs. and uh, it, I'm, not, I'm not a big social media guy, especially because I'm training all the time. I, I can't be. But podcasts are an easy way to, hey, get a couple of your friends together, get somebody you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can do it on the spot too, and it's portable. It's just, it made too much sense. In worst case it. scenario, like someone like me, I'm 40, mm-hmm. and when I was um, about 26, my friend Matt McCarthy and I decided to start podcasting. Mm-hmm. So, worst case scenario, 14 years down the road, you at least have a fuckload of repetitions of talking. And you've got something that you kind of enjoy. Oh, yeah. Don't do any episodes that you don't enjoy. If you, you do it and you're like, I didn't really enjoy that. I kind of dreaded that. Uh-huh. Then don't do that anymore. It's sure. Simple. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's, I, again, I have too much fun with it. I like, the, I like it that way. I just bring up stuff that I'm interested in, conspiracies. Conspiracies. You mentioned it. You very mentioned big. it. What's yeah, a conspiracy? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm very big into conspiracy theories. I... You're gonna laugh at this, but I used to I used to go to sleep listening to Alex Jones. Okay. Yeah, I used to fall asleep listening to Alex Jones, and I have a funny bit about this. My little brother, uh, about a few years back, he this is this is uh, he moved into my he moved into my room. We're sleeping together, and he was on the top bunk, and I'm downstairs. Uh, I'm, I'm in the bottom bunk listening to Alex Jones all night, and he was like, "I yeah, I heard this guy on your phone. He was talking about the world's gonna end soon, and I couldn't sleep. Is he was he being serious?" And I'm like, "Nah, nah. Alex Jones, he just likes the kid like that. That's him, dude." <laughs> Alex Jones gets, of course, if anyone's listening who is raised as kind of a Democrat, then they're like, "Oh God, these guys are fucking idiots if yeah. they don't immediately distance themselves from Alex Jones because he's crazy. He say the frogs are gay and." Which is true. Uh, yeah. Which is true. Yeah. The frogs yeah. being gay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's uh, uh, um, a lot of things came out true. I mean, he, he was talking about this. I saw a video this 
this week. It was him talking about 9-11 before 9-11. He mm. was like, we're funding the Mujahideen. We're funding... Uh, he brought up his name. He had his name on a folder. He was like, Osama bin Laden. And I'm like, whoa. This and guy. That was definitely before September 11th. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was like two months before. He also, pre- I wouldn't say predicted, but he also, a month before the Ukraine war popped out, there's a video of him talking about it. He was like, there's a war that's going to happen. There's a proxy war that's about to happen right now. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, crazy. He's not, it's not going to happen. And then it came out and then it happened. Yeah. The Ukraine thing is very interesting. You know, Trump was uh, impeached. They tried to, imp- I guess they did impeach. He didn't get removed from office, Trump, because of Ukraine funding. Mm-hmm. And now Biden's in office. And now we're like, oh, it's the most important thing. Mitch McConnell, who's a Republican. Sure. Like the most important, he keeps saying the most important thing is that we continue funding Ukraine. I think we've given them over $100 billion now, officially. Oh. And if I'm Putin or Russia, I'm thinking like, these guys don't like us, right? So, I mean, it, it does seem like it's kind of leading to something. Hopefully not. Uh, but it's a fascinating topic. I know it's very politicized. I'm going to get... I'm gonna get- this is a conspiracy. I think they're hiding money in Ukraine. Okay. They're obviously, they're sending money over there. I don't know what that means. It could be they're funding Raytheon to send yeah, yeah, weapons, yeah, 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 yeah. or it could be they're sending... Se- those yeah, companies. Exactly. Weapons manufacturers, the military-industrial yeah. complex is what you just said. Yeah. But it could be even something more it, sinister than that. Sure, sure, Holy sure. shit, so you're saying worse than the military-industrial complex of the United States, which mm-hmm. starts, I think, 95% of the wars across the world kills all sorts of innocent people mm-hmm. you're saying possibly even more shady than that way more shady than that i mean we know i'm what i'm trying to get at is i think they're hiding money over there okay they're stationing money. I mean, 100 billion that's enough to start a whole new nation i think after all this is over they're gonna be like they're gonna, you know they're gonna put in a government that's lenient towards america mm-hmm. and that's how they croach up to russia it's it's very it's been done before yeah. you know yeah nation building Regime change. They oh, put yeah. Zelensky in 2014. They, yeah. they, there was a coup and they, they, they didn't, the United States go, didn't go in literally and say, we want this guy. What they did is they funded these mm-hmm. protesters in, in uh, uh, Ukraine that overthrew the, the, yeah, the regime. Same thing in the Middle East. Uh, same thing in Cuba. It's, it's, it's been done before. It's going to happen again. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what's, What's next for you? What's something to look forward to? Is there anything on your horizon? You competing anytime soon? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a competition going on at Tenth Planet uh, Louisville Combat Academy, September twenty third. Yes, Louisville, yeah. Kentucky. Yes, sir. Uh, it is a grappling event, sub only. Uh, EBI rules, of course, the best rules out there. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm going to be competing it. Hopefully, hopefully I win. That's 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 all. Yeah. Absent of winning. You get out there in front of a, at least a little a crowd. Mm-hmm. You feel the adrenaline dump. Mm-hmm. Get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. If that were to happen. You come back even stronger. You're like, okay, well, I didn't get hurt. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts on steroids in jiu-jitsu? Cut right to the chase. You, th- like you think this, this was going to be a pussy interview? No, no, no. I, don't, I can't Steroids. Ready. Steroids. <laughs> what about steroids? Also, I'll say, what about weed? Uh, okay, so let's start with the steroids. Uh, I'm, I'm a big component of steroids in jujitsu and not not saying uh, you know i do understand the people out there that be like hey you can't do that because there are people out there who aren't taking steroids and which is fine there should be like a separate division where it's tested okay but you let those freaks go in the untested division i mean you just you get cyborg get gordon you get j-rod everybody and those guys are monsters imagine how much better they could like 
you're just creating the best of the best. But what happens if they do that and then there's just all sorts of horrible domestic violence? They're like, oh, God, we got a little carried away. These people are beating their kids and their wives. And, oh, God. That, Dude, I can outside. see that being a public relations nightmare. Like, oh, whoops. Oopsie-daisy. I guess now everybody hates us. I can see that getting off the rails. I'm not saying that it's bad. I don't like the government. I would say I'm an anarchist. I'm anti-government. So I don't sure. think it should be illegal. not saying that. Yeah. No, uh, it's, there's a way it can be done safely, of course. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's just like bodybuilders. You're not, I mean, it happened once. What when, do you mean? Uh, they, when bodybuilders started taking steroids and that became like open, a bunch of people, like a bunch of teenagers started taking steroids. Like, I want to be like Arnold. Mm. And then they didn't understand that it messes with your hormones. And if you're messing with your hormones, you're messing with your psychological, you know. Just a, be smart with it. Exactly. It, a, a bunch of them ended up offing themselves. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not saying, I know that sounds like the dare campaigns that I grew up with. Say no to drugs, you know. It's like, oh, we should be scared of that. I'm not suggesting that. <clears throat> I like the idea of actually heroin being legal, in my opinion. So I'm not saying steroids should be legal at all. Mm-hmm. But you're suggesting, have you ever done steroids? I have no, no, I've not. Um, Were you expecting me to answer, ask you that? Uh, yeah, sure. A lot of people they they assume they you know they see the acne. They're like, hey, you're doing steroids. Have they, you ever taken anything like that? No, never. No. However, you said you're a proponent. I think you're, I you am. You do support steroids. I, I do agree with steroids. Again, if it's if it's open and if it's safe, why not? It's just like weed. It's like if you're an adult, you can you can make up your own decision. And there's a I saw a video. Not to get off topic, but I saw a video of a, a jujitsu competition where the best of the best grapplers roll blasted. I mean, high as a guy. That's it's called high rollers. Yep. And I'm just like, that's just regular jujitsu. What are yeah, you? Yeah, I was gonna about? say, what's the difference between that and yeah, yeah, some yeah. of the other ones? I don't yeah. think that there's, I don't think there's many jujitsu gyms in the United States where no one uses weed. Yeah, that's that doesn't exist. I think so. So you're obviously not bothered by weed. You'd say weed's better than alcohol. I've never drank. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've never drank. Have you ever tried weed? Yeah. Okay. Never drank. No. Religious. Uh, yeah. It started that way. And then I just, you know, you has your dad ever drank? No. Wow. No. Wow. Never drank. Never smoke. Would you say you have a good family? I have a great family. Wow. Yeah. Is that important? To you? It's very important. A great family, you know, can make make or break you. That's Why is your Okay. Um, is your dad a great man? Yeah, my dad's a great man. Very disciplined, very religious. Uh, you know, you you rarely want to see your dad do anything wrong, right? You, you, I've never seen him like that. He's very, very straight and narrow, you know, good man, faithful, everything. Wow. So it just gave me something to look up to. You have a girlfriend? I do not know. Are you looking for a girlfriend? Yeah, I'm single, ready to marry. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Does she have to be Muslim? That's okay if they do. If if she does, I don't care. It is not. It's not a necessary thing. The but likelihood of you dating a Muslim woman is probably better. If there was probably a, relatively high, yeah. you meet someone through the mosque. That's how. Yeah. If, if there was a line, if there was a, uh, you know, some family member, not family. Sorry, <laughs> not family member. But someone who hooked you up with someone. Family friend. That's family what I mean. Family friend, family member, even yeah, yeah. family member who says, "I know this girl." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, kind of yeah. how it happens with Christians or Muslim, right Jewish yeah. families. They yeah. introduce each other to other people, and yeah, that's how it. That's how it goes. Do you plan on having kids? I do. Uh, I, I love kids. Uh, man, I I miss being a kid. Mm. Uh, you are still kind of a kid. I 19. know, but... It depends on... I'm 40. I feel kind of like a kid. Do you? It's all rel- in some ways, I guess. I still feel like the same person I was when I was 19. Mm-hmm. In some ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just... I want to be able to give my kids 
everything and more. Okay. So no kids now until I'm ready and I feel like it's time. Does your mother work outside of the house? No. Okay. No. no. I was she's guessing. she's in cool. the house 24-7. Um, you live with your parents still at age 19. Yes, I do. Are you ashamed to say that? No. Why not? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the economy. That's the trendy thing now. But it's just, it makes sense. It's uh, culturally, uh, we live with our family until... until Marriage. Marriage, yeah. And then you move out, you start your own family. You and your brother still share a bedroom with bunk beds? Uh, no, no. That stopped as soon as we moved to a new house. New house with your yeah. own bedrooms. Yeah. Okay. If you don't get married until you're 30, will you live with your parents until you're 30? I'd probably move out uh, before. Okay. I think about 25, 24. Uh, I'm Maybe. Thinking, I'm, honestly, it's been a dream of mine to move to Austin, Texas. Wow, to, okay. To, to join B Team. Those mm. guys are the best of the best, and why not go train with them? Wow. Yeah. What does your father think of your grappling aspirations? He's, uh, there's nothing uh, he could say, in a sense, because I've showed him that I'm willing to work. Work is not something I'm scared of. You know, he's what do like, you mean by you showed him you're willing to work? Uh, the first thing he told me when I told him is, do you know how hard those guys work? He said that. He told me that. And I was like, I think so. And then I just worked as hard as I can. And now every time, you know, we're out in a gathering with his friends, he's like, yeah, he works so hard. And He's very proud yeah, of Yeah, he's okay. very proud. He's wow, very proud. that's yeah. great. He's okay with you living at home? And yeah. He probably yeah. likes it. Oh, yeah, yeah. In training? Come home every night. He's like, why don't you talk to your family more? I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you have a regular job? I do. I work at a uh, textile warehouse. Yeah. Okay. How many hours a week? 40. Wow, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. We're recording today's episode on a Friday. Yes, we are. You're off work on Fridays? Yeah, I work uh, Sunday, 10 hours, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Any plans of going to a traditional college? No, none of that. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Any plans of competing, doing another combat sport other than competitive jiu-jitsu? Maybe MMA, uh, uh, wrestling tournament, judo tournament, uh, uh, kickboxing, boxing, anything outside of specifically jiu-jitsu. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of MMA, and this is what, you know, MMA was the reason everything started. I just like jiu-jitsu more. But uh, I feel like when you get to a certain point in jiu-jitsu, there's, you know, I feel like I've given it all, and it's given me everything it's got. It's, it, it, it always makes sense to move on to MMA. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Who's your... Two questions. Who's your favorite MMA fighter of all time, and who's the best MMA fighter of all time? Okay. Uh, my favorite is Khabib. Uh, because of the religious stuff, that doesn't hurt. Relig oh, my. It just... Everything when, about him. When he, became, uh, when he became world champ, it was just like, look at that. Someone like him can do it. You know, and it's very... Everybody says that when they see the first black athlete, and you're, you're a black kid, and you're like, oh, my God, he looks just like me. Well... I see him and I'm like, he's just like me. He, he's, he kisses his dad on the forehead. He kisses his mom on the and You know, he prays Allah before he does anything. I'm like, I do that. And that, that was just so cool. And uh, best, I would have to say, I, this is hard. This is very hard. But John Jones is up there. John Jones is, you know, if you take the steroids, if you take the steroids into account, John Jones is the best. Okay. Okay. Fair answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honest answers. Yeah. Khabib, is he his? You think he's done fighting? Yeah. Okay. Is he historically underrated or overrated uh, at this point? 
I feel like he's overrated. And I and I the reason I say that is because I know his record is flawless and that's beautiful, but you have a you have monsters out there now that are willing to take on Khabib. Like we, we know the Dagestani uh Dagestani wrestling, it's been broken. Volkanovski has shown that it's vulnerable. Jiu-jitsu Ooh. can defeat it. Wow. You know? So now you see it and you're like, huh, it'd be interesting to see what he does against some of these jiu-jitsu guys and some of these newer guys or, you know, even Gaethje. Gaethje's, it's not, he's, he hasn't gotten worse. He's gotten better. Mm. Dustin Poirier's gotten better. All these guys have gotten so much better. Yeah. What did you think of Sean Strickland beating Izzy? That was the best day ever. I mean... The, uh, that uh, he had it coming. Izzy did. Izzy had it coming. You don't like Izzy. Uh, he's a little too cocky. A little, a little too, too. I mean, and he deserves it. Well deserved. When you're up there for that long, you have to be that cocky. It only makes sense. Okay. Uh, but again, you get comfortable on the top. Especially MMA. It happens with boxing too, but especially with MMA. So, so many people have fought in MMA. Over the years, and there's only John Jones and Khabib, basically, mm-hmm. who have not lost, right? Yeah, and Sugar Sean, apparently. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he, he disputes. In his mind. Yeah, he disputes that one loss. I'm like, eh, you, you lost. <laughs> but, yeah. And so you got to have some humility because you're going to lose at some point. You look at everybody. Yeah, except for yeah. John Jones, except for Khabib. Sure. You sure. think John Jones is going to run through the heavyweight division? Uh. He, I mean, he has to. That's his job. That he's John Jones. You, you don't look at anybody else like that. But I wouldn't be surprised if someone gets him. Okay. I mean, again, you're on your way out. And when you're going against big motherfuckers, that's way naughty. bigger. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. These guys are. They've been big their entire lives. You get caught by a punch from Stipe or even a Francis. Even a Francis. Yeah, or touch Kane. You die. Any, yeah, 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 yeah. Kane. Anyone that big. Even Verdum. Someone mm-hmm. who's not a striker. Mm-hmm. Someone that big who's been throwing punches with that much on it for yeah. so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can see where. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to lose. I don't know. I'm intrigued. No, he's John Jones. He's going to win. But Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Yasser, one more time. If you could give your social media plugs for the listeners, please. Yeah. Uh, again, my Instagram is Yasser BJJ. That's Y-A-S-E-R BJJ. And uh, I have a podcast, Aftermath podcast. It's on Spotify and it's on YouTube. What about like um, Instagram, Twitter? Yeah, Twitter's the same thing. It's uh, Yasser BJJ, and uh, it's pretty much it. I'm not, I'm not on a lot of social medias. Okay. Well, good stuff, Yasser. I really appreciate you joining me for the show today. Thank you very much. No problem. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, we'll have another episode of The Kelly Patrick Show out soon.